You are no longer part of the system. You are above the system, over it, beyond it. We're them, we're they. We are the brothers. You know what the difference is between you and me? I make this look good. And you know this, man? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we back? Yes, sir. We are back and better than before. It's your boy, Jay Brewster. It's your boy, Earl. Go Roddy Rod, bringing up the tip in. And we are the, the brothers. brothers. And we got a guest today. Yes, sir. Guest in the building. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, guest, so we can stop saying guest? <laughs> <laughs> My name is Kevin Miller. Man. Yeah. You know, I'm just really glad to be here, man. Honored to be invited to the to the Brothers Podcast. Yeah, man. You it's like not your first time being here. You've no. been here before. No, you're not. Second time, I think. Yeah. yeah. So, I hate to even call you a guest, but you more like family. With that being said, man, we got some great topics, and um, I thought about this driving here. Um, I don't know if I'm really appropriate to, to address these issues. You know, you I thought are. about it real hard, and I feel like as a former athlete myself, I should stand with the rest of the league, man, and I figured the rest out later on. <laughs> he, he just walked off the podcast. In case you didn't know, since we don't have a video, <laughs> Earl just did his best Kenny the Jet Smith impersonation. And walked off the set. And walked off the set of the couch. <laughs> Was that for social justice? Yeah. I think we preach enough about social justice on this podcast that we're okay. I just really wanted to do that, man. Did you feel uh, empowered? A little bit. A little bit. You going to go ahead and stand with the players? Yeah. It's they, been a... They playing again already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Yo, it's been a crazy week, though, man. Yeah, like, man. Everything, yeah. Between the, the temporary protest and the... Um, NBA players pretty much saying we not gonna play unless we actually see some change. Yeah. Um, Friday was was real tough um, yeah. for the entertainment world, just for the world. Period, man. Right. With the passing of Chadwick yeah, Boseman, that man, that was crazy, man. Twenty twenty is definitely doing a number on us, man. Yeah, but we we still here though. Oh yeah. I mean, we we personally still here. We know it's been a rough year for a lot, if not most of us. You know, not all of us. Um, but man, even today, um, this morning when I woke up, man, um, yeah, y'all know the story with my kidney disease and my kidney transplant and all that that happened this year. Um, one of the people that put it put it on uh, put it on Facebook uh, that's on my kidney support group was like, you know, everybody wants to throw this year away, but he was like, you know, for some of us, this has been our victory year. This is the, vi- the year that we've overcome something that we fought for, you know, for the past. You know, a few years, 10 years, 15 years, you know, me, I was fighting for the last two to three years um, with it. And in 2020, you know, my break, my kind of my breakthrough, my, my, you know, my prayers were answered and manifested. You know what I'm saying? So I can't throw 2020 away. I won't throw 2020 away. 2020 has been too good for me thus far, even though we've all been been through it. You know, I, you know, I was on temporary furlough. I got my job back this week. Hold you up. Know, uh, so, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I won't throw 2020 away, even though it's been rough. It has been hard at times. You know, it's been frustrating at times. It's been sad at times. Mm. But, you know, I refuse to throw it away, man. I mean, well said. I mean, I was talking um, with my sister-in-law, and we were just kind of going over some of the hardships of of this year, but then kind of remembering there has been some extreme victories, bro, just in celebrating with you and having a new lease on life. Even my brother-in-law, Paul, he literally was knocking at death's door. Right. 
should have died, you know what I'm saying, and was able to, with a miracle, pull through. So there's been a lot of victory inside 2022 with all the different hardships, man. So right, bro. I think we've been consistent talking about that. Like even we talked the other day about last year, man. We lost a big piece of our family, you know. So like, there's losses every year, you know what I'm saying. And I dare not, um, you know, value one over the other. But I'm definitely not gonna, (laughs) you know, act like the whole year is a waste because you know we face some. Some loss. I mean, you still gotta grind. You still gotta stay focused, man, and execute your plan. Right. And we making moves, man. You know? yeah. Absolutely. Definitely making moves. Big, big things coming. Um, got some new music coming too. Yeah. You ready to talk about it, yet, bro? Not yet, man. Not, Not yet. yet. We okay. both got music coming, so. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> secrets, secrets all around. Yeah, we it's both got music coming. It's being super secretive about it. Like, man, you on the project, man. You knew music was coming, bro. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm speaking for the people right now. Speaking for the people. Rodney speaking now. for the people, but man, Earl was able to get Rodney out of retirement. Bro. Yeah, man. He got Rodney off the bench. Out of there, bro. And was like, hey, dust it off the notebook. Came one back time. hard too. Yeah, just, most definitely. Just lace it up one time, you know. One just time show the young boys time. I can still lay it up. You can still lay it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the old man to go to the YMCA saying, yeah, you know, I can still hit a three point I can still, still hoop. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Roddy be the old man yelling, Drexler. <laughs> right. He not be yelling, Kobe. He said, Drexler. For real, bro. <laughs> oh, that's funny, yeah, man. Yeah. That's funny. Y'all had a decent week. Yeah, yeah man. man. It's been a good week. How about you? How about you, my brother Kev? Man, my, How week, you is, my week has been awesome, man. I, uh, matter of fact, I had a. A great surprise this week, you know. I started off my week kind of stressing, man. You know, deadlines. You know, I'm in this master's program, and you know, just everything. You know, just thinking about everything, man. And so uh, the other day, I was, I was, I was sitting in my office, and I was uh, getting some stuff prepared. And I looked up at my camera, and I saw somebody walk up to my door. I'm like, is that, is that daddy? You know, so. <laughs> Uh, long story short, my parents drove all the way from Alabama to surprise us this week. Oh, you know, and and so I go to the door right, and and I'm not even I'm not even thinking like I'm not even functioning right. I'm looking at them, then I start laughing, then I start crying, <laughs> then I'm like, man, I gotta open this door. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It's so, but man, my week has been. Fantastic, man. Fantastic. You know, I have not one complaint at all. That's what's up, man. Definitely, though, man. Celebrating some birthdays. Yeah, birthdays. Life, that's man. awesome, man. That's huge. You know, my sons, man, my my posterity, you know, they're getting older, wiser, you know, quoting scripture off the dome. Yeah. You know, that's one of the best feelings. Yeah. To, 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 to see your, your child. Like, yeah, quote man. back scripture, you know what I'm saying? Or, like, uh, recount things that you've, like, instilled in them. Because, yeah. like, a lot of stuff is, like, caught more than it's taught. And so, like, you didn't even have to, like, drill some of the stuff. It's like, no, I heard Daddy say that, yeah. you know, a number of times. And so now they repeating it. Like, one of the most endearing videos, it went viral. It was um, the little boy who was getting the shot. And he's sitting there, he's, he's kind of screaming and crying. They're trying to like calm him down. He starts saying, my God is so big. My God is so strong. Yeah. Nothing my God cannot do. <laughs> and he's just like quoting it over and over and over again to like kind of reinforce that in his mind. And the nurse is like, yeah, baby, say that, say that. <laughs> and he ended up like calming down from the shot. But he, he learned that from somewhere. Right. He just yeah, didn't right. come out the womb saying, my God is so big and so strong. Yeah. But to know that he has that level of affirmation yeah. and he can go to that and recall it 
when he needs yeah. it the most, that definitely yeah. is something to be excited man, about. Lesson, it takes work and consistency, man. Like I was telling uh, Kev, I just commending him and Marquita for, you know, the training, man. And even during the pandemic, taking the time to, you know, let's take this time to train, man. And, you know, create worship in our homes, man. And like, you know. Yeah. So when the time comes for them to go out or whenever, you know, they've been well equipped in their shows, bro. So kudos to y'all, man, for real. Amen. Yes, sir. So we're going to go ahead and jump right in. We got um, kind of a follow-up. Yeah, I was going to say we're going to have to put a disclaimer out there. This is part two. Yeah, this is part two of what we uh, discussed last time. If you kind of joining us this week, um, we definitely encourage you to, if you did not listen to the last um, episode, you know, take a moment, check that episode out. It's not required before you listen to this episode. You can definitely listen to them out of order, but it will definitely put a little bit more context on what we're discussing. Right. Um, the homie Rod kind of brought up a, a real good point a couple weeks ago. He was saying, like, man, let's just kind of dive in and talk about church. Um, and we've talked about church, you know, a number of different times from our perspective over the years we've been doing it. But just from a different level of, of, of views and lenses right now with the pandemic, with us being older, with what we've seen, with some of the different newer experiences we've had. Like, let's kind of talk about our perspective and some answers to some questions. And we had a real good discussion, man. Like We did. And I think it helped a lot of people, man, just hearing, um, you know, our our age and our demographic you know our culture you know kind of speak to the the things that we've learned over the years you know being brought up in church and raised in church yeah um you know from some of the comments that we've seen you know from this past uh uh podcast you know we were just able to see that we weren't the only ones and um that you know kind of the freedom that we were able to express you know a lot of people may have not been able to be that free yet so you know people were able to learn and things like that from that po- podcast episode so i'm definitely grateful you know for you know our platform and this platform that god has given us to be able to share and uh you know we try to make it as lighthearted as possible even though we talk about you know definitely serious issues and uh, issues of the heart but you know we try to make it lighthearted and as fun as possible while we discuss these type of things so you know we do it for y'all man and it's therapy for ourselves too you know what i'm saying because we help each other a lot of times we discuss what we're going to talk about on here but we definitely don't you know necessarily stick stick to a script you know what i'm saying so you know nothing is nef- never rehearsed everything that you hear you know comes directly from our hearts and our minds that's definitely absolutely and with that being said <laughs> we got to start somewhere yeah we definitely got to start somewhere um since none of this is rehearsed right. you know what i'm saying there's some things about the church that should definitely uh, be thought through <laughs> before you, you know, speak and do. Send, um, or, send or, call. Or send yeah. call, all of the above, man. Right. I'm going to let you jump into that because I'm, I'm just all right, man. So, at a loss. <laughs> so we all kind of know uh, what happened, you know, as far as, well, not, not everybody may not have known, but um, Pastor John Gray. And we've talked about, about him on the podcast before, mm-hmm. you know, with his, you know, issues of infidelity, you know, quote unquote. Um, but you know him buying a Lamborghini for his wife and stuff like that before. Um, so this time around, it's come around again. So this is what the third time that it's happened. Yeah, third yeah, alleged, alleged, alleged time alleged. it's happened. Uh, this time he's you know kind of caught on video speaking to another woman, uh, kind of being a, a little bit demeaning. Well, not a little bit, but being demeaning to his wife uh, with his son in the car, which we'll we'll kind of dive into that issue as well. You know, as far as the trauma that's going to cause that young man uh, in his future. But 
um, you know, just kind of him stepping out again and him holding this, you know, being on this platform of such a mega church, you know, him being a part of Joel's Olsen's church and then, you know, growing into his own, you know, and things like that, being one of the, you know, America's quote unquote top preachers, you know, you know, especially in the African-American community, you know, I know, I know he has a diverse congregation and things like that, but definitely, you know, one that, you know, councils and, you know, uh, people that are famous and things like that. So, you know, we definitely hold him to a high esteem, but, you know, with these infidelity issues and we're not going to, you know, look over that, you know, and, you know, pass by it because he is a man, you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, you know, we're all men in this room, you know what I'm saying? And we all are men and women of the faith. So, you know, everybody does have their own personal struggles, but, you know, it does come with the platform and the pulpit. This definitely comes a different level of responsibility, you know, and like we, I, I know we talked some, you know, the other day that no sin is different. You know what I'm saying? So if he does it and I do it, it's the same thing. The consequences are going to be different. You know what I'm saying? And things like that. But sin is sin. So, and like I said, that's kind of the disclaimer before we discuss that we want to put out there. But, you know, as far as seeing him as a young African-American male and as a believer ourselves, how do we now view him? Can we view him in the same light that we did before? Though we shouldn't put, you know, men on pedestals and things like that. But do we now see him the same or is he now flawed beyond repair to be on such a big and bright pulpit stage you know, like that. So we'll kind of start it from right there. So what do you all think? Hmm. Who jumping in first? We'll let the guests go first. The, the guests go. <laughs> go I appreciate that, man. You know, I'm uh, I'm I'm maybe like 20% aware of the whole situation. But I'll say this: if we if if we look at if we look at uh, Pastor John Gray in a different light, then that means that we have to evaluate the light that we looked at him at in the first place mm, okay. you see what I'm saying mm, so okay. I was watching uh, I was watching Lecrae's restoration videos a three part video right and this one thing stuck with me bro he, he said uh, there was a pastor on there and he was talking about worship right and he said one of the reasons why uh, why uh, mankind and I'm, I'm not quoting I'm paraphrasing but he said one of the reasons why you know, men mess up when they when they're worshipped, when they're put on a pedestal, is because men and humanity was never designed to show be able to shoulder worship. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Okay. We were designed to worship, not to not to be worshipped. You see what I'm saying? We can't even shoulder that burden. That's a burden that's given to God, you know, and, and I internalize that thing, man. So when we when we look at people, you know, we have we have people of great influence. We have great influencers, you know, but those influencers, those people who have uh, that 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 level of influence in our life, you know, we, sh- we shouldn't be worshiping them. True. And I think that's what's happened, you know, in in the so-called and I say so-called mega church. You know, and even on different platforms, you know, what, whether it be Hollywood, you know, whether it be uh, the, the, the music community, you know, when we put people in a place that only God is supposed to be, it's going to mess up every time. Yeah. You know, so if we look at this brother other than a man who is given to flaw as all other men are, then we looked at him wrong in the first place and we are the ones that were wrong. Mm. 
That's a good point. Well, <laughs> he took that somewhere totally different. Yeah, and yeah. I dig it because that's a different perspective that I think is necessary and needed. Um, let me throw this in there, though. Okay. Uh, I completely agree with everything you said, 100%. As well as I think that it's harder to have a level of empathy that we should have naturally mm-hmm. when there is so much showmanship and yeah. a level of pomp and circumstance surrounding that person that person that you intentionally are bringing attention to it so it's like okay from the first cheating allegations that was kind of swept underneath the rug and then you got the church inside you know what I'm saying Car- the North Carolina I think South it was South Carolina and then you have the, the biggest cheating scandal what happens and then him and his wife get on stage with their kids and his wife pretty much doesn't necessarily hold him accountable at all right. at least publicly that we should we saw right. and they're saying you know these women were talking to the 16 year old John Gray who didn't get the <laughs> girls so came to his defense. you know right. what I'm saying so I mean like she's covering her husband which she should you know what I'm saying but there should still be a level of accountability and a level of you know what this can't go down like this because right. you, you want a platform and and while we should not you know lift you up inside a level of glory we are looking to you for leadership and we have a sense of responsibility as being leaders of this church and the yeah. bible does say that that god when he's judging is going to look at right. pastors in particular a certain kind of way for how you led the flock right did you lead them astray and these type of actions does give the ecclesia come on as a whole a bad name and it shouldn't just for the simple fact that man christianity should never be founded on people and perfection perfection, not at all like we're hiding behind the cross like (laughs) that's what we should be doing and everything should be pointed to jesus but right now it looks like Christianity, we have like the you have like the face of the NBA, the face of the NFL, right. the face of America, right. the face of Christianity. Right. So we have like the right. face of Christianity now is done caught up. So how do we respond to it? You know what I'm saying? And it's and I think it's it's more difficult to show that level of empathy when you have someone who seemingly doesn't seem to know the gravity of their actions. Because it's one thing for you to mess up you know what I'm saying but when you start seeing kind of a pattern of it and it doesn't seem like you have any type of remorse you stand up there you got Bishop Jakes who's laying hands on you and pleading the blood of Jesus and calling for restoration and all of that it comes off kind of hollow when you know what I'm saying months later we have the exact same pattern and you haven't really sought true counseling or a level of you know um Repentance, And when I say repentance, I mean like you literally turning away. I'm not doing, you know, some of the same things that I have been doing. You know what yeah. I mean? And I ain't throwing no stones, yeah. but we are supposed to righteously judge. The Bi- right. I don't know what, you, what the Bible you read. The Bible never says don't judge. No. no. It, it, the Bible's never said that. It actually said for us to judge righteously according to the standards. And so we as believers, we should definitely hold. Just like Paul did. He said, hey, yeah. <laughs> you got this brother in the church who is doing wrong. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like, y'all ain't doing nothing about it. Right. I'm, you know what I'm saying, imploring you, kick him out. Don't just sit him down. Kick him out. He got to go because he's not having a level of repentance that we need to see because you letting that type of action go unchecked is affecting the entire ministry. And if it's a newer ministry, like Relentless is, with a lot of new believers probably there, right? you putting all those people at risk. You know what I'm saying? So uh, that's just how I kind of look at it. 
Yeah, I ain't want to cut you. I think I think John hit it on the head, man, with that A word, accountability. You know, a pastor without a pastor is a dangerous entity. Man. A pastor without a and when I say a pastor, bro, I, I mean you know a pastor. You know, because we look at we look at the picture of a pastor, Psalm twenty three. You know, uh, thy rod and thy staff they comfort me. Well, we know theologically that that the rod and the staff, you know, it wasn't meant to to pet the sheep. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it was the rod and the staff was used, you know, to fight off the enemies of the sheep. But sometimes the rod and the staff was used to beat the sheep into submission, to hold them into, to hold them accountable. accountable yeah, you see yeah. what I'm saying? And if we don't have people to hold us accountable, you know, then then we're we're a loaded gun without without any direction. That's good. Basically, Pastor Granny in the whoop. I mean, I'm just playing. You know, I just nah, yeah, bro. I, I think, man, a lot of it goes back to the conversation we had about Bill Cosby, though. You know, we know these guys. A lot of these pastors, man. You know, in, in a certain certain light, they're entertainers, bro. So mm. we know Pastor John. You know, per se, what we see, but we don't. You know, we kind of see these issues, like same with Bill Cosby. We see the the stuff that was done, you know, off of TV, and then we're like, dang, man, like this is the real, this is the real um, Bill Cosby. You know what I'm saying? Like this is not the the TV, you know, <laughs> role model. Um, so yeah, it definitely hurts. I think the issue I more so had was like. We put so much uh, emphasis and focus on somebody like Kanye, bro. You know what I'm saying? And like the the ridicule that he caught, just even kind of whatever his you know intentions were, trying to you know come into the family. And we got people who are supposed to be examples. You know, like we making ourselves look bad. You know bro, what I'm saying? <laughs> that's such we a so we were so busy. You know, don't let Kanye in your church. And you know, but, like bro, we we messing up ourselves. And then. And on the flip side, where y'all talked about, like, the face of Christianity, you know, not to make it a colored thing, but it's like, bro, us, like, like you a big representation of black preachers, you know what I'm saying? You know, and, bro, look look what we doing. Who's always caught up in scandals, bro? Like, Not only that, bro, but he has found a way to bridge the gap yes, between bro. the traditional black church, mm-hmm. and I put that in quotations, and mainstream Charismatic yeah. church, right. quote unquote, white church, and even right. you know what I'm celebrities, saying? bro. You know what I'm saying? So you got like this absolutely big following, bro. And then like we keep proving over and over that you know this is who we are. You know what I'm saying? So. Which kind of leads us to like the next point, talking about mega churches. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like, okay, we got personally. This is just the the, the scripture of Jonathan Brewster. All right. Okay. I, I, I don't necessarily believe that God ever intended the church to end up as a quote unquote mega church. Not saying there's anything wrong with that. Just meaning that once you've reached a certain level and you're not necessarily sending out anybody to like build another community, you know what I'm saying? Um, you have the temptation to get lifted higher and higher and higher and you're building a mini kingdom. You know what I'm saying? As, a po- as opposed to, hey, I'm just existing here to make disciples. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think if we use Jesus as an example, he he, he sent him out. He wasn't like, I'm not right, just trying right. to have all y'all come to the temple just with me. He's like, no, I want you to go out. And as you go out, you can make other disciples. But when we have this idea of a mega church, I don't know if that's kind of counterproductive. And does it present unnecessary temptations? 
because when you have a mega church, you have more members, uh, more spotlight, more money, usually yeah. more resources. All these different things yeah. can be a distraction from the the main goal of like, hey, we just supposed to be making disciples. And right. so, like, is it have we kind of witnessed like the death of the mega church? Is it like you know making a comeback? Has COVID played a part inside that? Or well, I think yeah, I think all of that has. It's a combination of everything. It's kind of like you know, kind of like the perfect storm. You know, not to say that they're going to die or they have died, but a lot of people and a lot of things, you know, especially due to COVID, have had to switch things up. And you know, I definitely think it showed both sides as far as ministry and you know attendees of the ministry. You know what I'm saying? It showed right. us where our hearts was at personally. Because as a as a attendee, I don't have to be as accountable now because we can't physically go to the building because it's this many people in the building. So mm, it's okay if I slack off. You know, I don't have as much conviction because I'm not, you know, in the face of the preacher. I'm not, you know, right. I'm not sitting well, in the front row like I normally am. So it's like, oh, I can get a little bit lax. You know what I'm saying? I don't have to pay attention as much as I used to. My worship may not be the same as it used to and things like that. And I and I can't I can't personally lay I I've fallen victim to it during the quarantine. You know what I'm saying? I've you know, my I, my devotion may, be, may have not been the same, you know, as it has has it as it, it has been while going into the building and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? But, but you know what I'm saying? You have to learn, and I believe we, we should have learned to how to, you know, kind of switch that mindset and that, you know, that accountability to say, you know what, I'm doing this as unto God, not to, unto, unto anybody else. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, and we can all attest to this, we probably went to some services that our hearts weren't there. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You know, we just went into the building so yeah. somebody else could see us. Right. To, not even for us. We I'm went, checking in. We went for uh, somebody you know, we else just, to see we us. Just feel obligated. Yeah, you know, for exactly, exactly. So, and then you know, and with and with a lot of mega churches too, we 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 know people that go that have gone to big churches, and you just go to go sometimes. I can just blend in. I slip in, mm-hmm. slip right out. I don't have anybody checking up on me. They right. don't know whether I'm right. gone or I'm not there. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, I, it's I don't, integrity too, man. I right. think we talked about last week. I mentioned. How like it'll show you too where your worship's really even at, you know? Because right. even before the pandemic, a lot of us, if we were honest, you know, I'm, I can't speak for everybody. Our worship is different when we go to that church and when it's at home. Yeah, it really right. shouldn't be that way. You Should know what I'm saying? Like the same way you in worship with your hand, hands raised and able to kind of quote unquote tap in if you want to use that word. Right. It should be the same. You know should what I'm saying? <laughs> you shouldn't need somebody on a pulpit, a you know, leading you into worship, man. Like you know, you should be able to do it yourself. So. Yeah. Um, it definitely is integrity and challenging you to say, man, I need to, what was starting at home, so I'm not a hypocrite, like, it should be birthed at the house, you know what I'm saying? And like, I should take that worship to to the church, you know? And we as musicians, I, I'm sure you've been taught this, yeah. I know that I have as well, I can't lead you somewhere that I haven't, I haven't been. been. Yeah. Same right. with same with a pastor, you know what I'm saying? He can't, in good faith, and, mm-hmm. and we... <laughs> We mistake the gifts that are given without repentance, you know, because uh-huh. you can operate out of a gift. And like, I know I haven't been right, in my word. Right, right. I yeah. know I haven't really consecrated. Yep. I know I haven't like prayed and fasted yeah. and I'm not where I need to be at. But now I've tapped into a gift yeah. just because it's a gift. I can sing. And I, I can, can sing, play. you know, <laughs> I can play or I can preach. Yeah, that, bro, that's exactly what I was going to say. Don't just, don't just oh, limit no, it to me. Oh, no, brother. I, I, I can preach. And I can preach you underneath the table because I know I'm an entertainer. I'm an entertainer. I know enough word that I can regurgitate it right on site, and I can leave the pulpit 
and then I can get inside my DMs and I can have a completely inappropriate Bro. conversation with somebody, go Woo. back to the hotel room and have no conviction about it, wake up in the morning yeah. and do it all over again. That's wow. the importance That's though it. of discernment too though. Because like one of my cards I pull every week, like like a devotion card. Last week was the importance of discernment, funny enough. Uh-huh. And like you know when you're sitting you can tell, like if you've been in church long enough or if you really you know, sincerely in your spirit, you know, like, man, this person, this is rehearsed. And, like, you know, but for a lot of people, they don't know. You know what I'm saying? Especially when you start talking about babes or people who might be at a point where they need that coaching. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's easy to be deceived. But you've been in services where you like, okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is practiced or rehearsed. This ain't, it's not sincere. But out of maturity, you learn how to, you know, kind of press past it. it. Yeah. Or go with it, but or press pass and really just you know because I've been in services where you know I may not be feeling necessarily what's being sung, but who they're singing about, you know what I'm saying? So I just got <laughs> you get into your own you know worship. Right. It's not so much that what I'm hearing is like oh man they're awesome, but yeah. what's been your experience, Kev? Man, you know, uh, so it's funny we talk about this. I had this conversation with with my wife. Shout out to my wife, Kita, beautiful Marquette Miller. Kita. You know, my lady, my one and only. All right, bro. You know, right. when I'm alone in my room. <laughs> but uh, new mother, <laughs> new mother, awesome mother, man. I'm blessed, bro. What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> so we we were having a conversation the other day, and I was watching um, watching this YouTube video. Uh, uh, one of one of one of my favorite uh, videos, you know, it speaks to this time, you know, that Kiara shared, you know, something's got to break. Love the song, man, mm-hmm. you know. But I was, I just started thinking, like, you know, so this is this is a video, and in a sense, it's almost, you know, it's got to be entertaining. They had to do something to make it entertaining. Uh-huh. I started thinking about entertainers, you know, who have seen sang with passion, secular entertainers that have sang songs with passion. Mm-hmm. James Brown, one of the most passionate singers, you know, he sang about passion, but he wasn't singing about Christ, you know, and it moves people. You know what I'm saying? We you have- You get the gooses. You get the gooses, you know, especially when they threw the blanket on him, you know, and he threw it off. Oh man, it was over, you know? And so like, I asked my wife, I said, what makes secular emotionalism different from you know spiritual emotionalism you know and so is it is it is it just like that statement beauty is in the eye of the beholder Mm. should should your you know i don't if this person is just 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 talking you know and he's saying something good whether whether he practiced it whether he rehearsed it whether he lived it you know does that should that predicate my response to it that's that's my question, you know. I had that question, man. And so, you know, in all, in all, at all points, you know, I learned to evaluate myself. Because really, I got caught up in that before. You know, I believe that God gave me the gift of a teacher. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, and so, I was, you know, I was teaching, teaching this class, teaching here, teaching here, whoop-de-woo. You know, and, and there was a point in time where I realized, like, I was, I was teaching without even preparing. Mm, that's it right there. I wasn't preparing, you know. But the response mm. from the students and the outcome of the class was amazing. It stroked their ego. Stroked their ego, man. And, and operating then, out of a gift. And, and in a sense, I felt like, you know, it brought me back to King Saul. You see what I'm saying? And so, but there was one day, I remember specifically, there was one day 
that grace ran out. God pulled my card. You see what I'm saying? He pulled my card, man. You know, he gave me, he, he gives us the gifts. You see what I'm saying? But just because we have the gifts, that doesn't negate preparation yeah. and, uh, exactly. and uh, you know, and time spent alone. That doesn't ne negate preparation and devotion, you know. At all. I think At to all. touch on that, it kind of like, it gives you, though, for those moments to where you're not in front of a congregation in, in a sense. If you yeah. feel what I'm saying, like, oh, yeah. we build up like that, not so we can perform but because maybe you might run into somebody in the store right that's what that's for you know yeah, what i'm saying yeah, like yeah, yeah. not for us to get up before the congregation and like oh, i got a pre-sunday well it's friday i just exactly think of something saturday night you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, but real. it's for like you know the outside the wall for you life. know what i'm saying or or in a, in a service to where you know it might move a certain way hey kev man you know what i'm saying like i think that's what we build ourselves for not yeah. but not to you know throw a throw and a you lesson can together. tell bro yeah like if if you if you in your word and you going back to the discernment again you can start to really tell us like man you you just up there hooping yeah. right right <laughs> you can tell you can tell, you, you can tell what it is you, you, can tell. you know what i'm saying it's like man this is not necessarily presented in a yeah. way that shows there's a level of preparation or due diligence involved yeah, especially if it's the same type of thing over and over, over and, and over, over right. again. Right. Um, because with singers, you can probably tell the level of word when somebody's able to minister a song yeah. versus somebody, you know, maybe repeating something, yeah. you know, saying a phrase, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think it really comes down to, you know, who you are versus what you do. There we go. There it is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Say yeah. that again, brother. Yeah. I think it comes down to who you are versus what you do. Mm -hmm. yeah. my, my devotion, my personal devotion speaks to who I am. Mm -hmm. You right. see what I'm saying? My vocation speaks to what I do. Yeah. And when the two marry each other, you know, when when who I am becomes what I do and yeah. what I do becomes who I am, yeah. man, that's, I think that's, that's anointing. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's what the anointing that's is. That's fact. Yeah. But we've all, but we've all witnessed yeah. and we've all been a part of right, personally right. either one of the two sides. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Where it's just a job. Yeah. Where I'm coming in on Sunday. Where I'm coming in on Wednesday. God do my job. The people depending on me. God depending on me. But my heart ain't really in it. Yeah. Oh, right. My heart isn't where it should be. Just doing it. Right. I'm just doing it. I'm yeah. just going out out of the motions. Out of this is what I've been called to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Instead of like Kevin said, that passion behind what you do. When it turns to who I am, and I think when we approach it that way and say, "This is who I am," right, and this is why I do it, exactly. You know what I'm exactly. saying? And that's and that's the difference. That's where we cross over. But then again, we are human, and we can walk that. We can toe yeah, that yeah, line. Yeah, yeah. And that's and that's the same thing. Like we've been talking about with John Gray. You know what I'm saying? It's it's kind of easy. To, it's easy to toe that line. Yeah. Because we can always fall back on. I'm just a man, just like right, right, just right, like, right. just like the person sitting in the right, congregation. Right. Though I have a responsibility, mm -hmm. I'm still a man. I'm still tempted, just like everybody else. Especially you know when you be in worship, bro. Like we it's, talked about earlier. Exactly, man. That but what is governing you? And that's why that's yeah, why yeah, Kevin yeah. said a pastor has a have have to have a pastor, yeah. and we all have to have accountability. Now we can say one thing, and I'm guilty of this as well, in in different facets of my life to say I want accountability. But being actually but held accountable, accountable. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because it's, it's two some, different things Because somebody yeah. can say Man man, Earl, man John, man Kevin yeah, I need y'all to hold me accountable right. But when Kevin calls, when Jonathan calls When Earl calls me to keep me accountable phone. I don't pick up the phone <laughs> I don't or return I pick up the phone and I'm not honest you know what Exactly, saying? it goes both ways man So we can't lie and say That we want to be held accountable for things 
and you know we want to walk in truth and integrity because it sounds good exactly and, and we, we go ahead and checking off all the little christian boxes exactly and in our hearts we may mean it you know right. what i'm saying mm-hmm. right. that's the thing about it we may mean it like i need to be checked but when it come down to it i don't want to be checked one of my favorite quotes it says that a christian can fake everything but a prayer life whoa i mean you can fake it but you can fake it in front of people but I mean like you but I'm saying it's gonna come out yeah. a prayer life though a, a, yeah. a, a prayer life like yeah. if you really have a prayer life that's gonna come out and if you that's don't permeate bro yeah. yeah and if you don't that's gonna come out too cause it's like hey bro the way you acting if you had a prayer life a real prayer life now you acting like that you wouldn't act like it cause we wanna do what Jesus did without doing what Je- oh let me rewind we wanna do what Jesus did in public without doing what Jesus did in private we, yeah. we keep on talking That's about good. like, hey, Jesus, he walked on water. Like, that was amazing. But before that, if you rewind it, Jesus was up in the mountains praying by himself All without night. an audience, without anybody, you know what I'm saying, worshiping him, even though he was the only one true worthy of worship. Right, right, So right, the right. reason why we were able to see Jesus walk in public on water was because Jesus was praying in private. So, like, that's what we got to focus on. And that's where my heart kind of grieves with John Gray as well and his family. Because it's like, man, brother, you have a platform. And what's happening behind closed doors is not governing your actions publicly. Right. And so, like, this is why we're talking about it public, because it's public. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're putting yourself in that type of position. And... It's heartbreaking a little bit, but mm-hmm. like like Kevin was saying, you know what I'm saying? We got to kind of check and, and look at our own hearts to what find really out want, what yeah. we really want, what we really should be looking at, what we should be focusing on. Because every time we have these type of situations and we get embarrassed, right. you know what I'm but saying? Because church. It makes me wonder because mm-hmm. Rodney talked about accountability and I'm sitting here thinking about conviction too. And like, mm-hmm. bro, y'all, I know we all know the feeling. That sucks, bro. Like when you really... Convicted about something, and I mean, I'm, I'm not saying conviction sucks, but that feeling of like, I know I'm wrong, bro. Like right. you've probably got up, and <laughs> we're musicians, you know, what I'm saying, or you got up and taught, or you may have taught, right? And you got out of there like, man, I know I'm wrong. I skated you know by on that one. Yeah, yeah. I know. Even I haven't prepared. <laughs> I found that one in. Yeah. Or I've been living, you know, I done right. probably done something and ain't really fixed it and corrected it, and I got up any kind of way. So I'd be wondering, like, dang, is this just a big ignored ignoring the conviction? People but, not. You know. it, especially, man, you know, I take it back to, you know, when when uh, when Jesus told Peter, he said, hey, cast your net out on the other side. Peter was like, we just got finished washing these boys. <laughs> <laughs> we finished. We've been fishing all night. All and day. you want me to cast them back out there? Well, you which means we're going to have to we're going to have to rewash. Them. Right. And then Peter said, but you know what? I'm going to do it anyway. And when he did it, he brought in the draw and then he had to call the other boats right. because they had so many fish. Peter didn't, Peter didn't, his his response was so crazy, but this is where I find myself when that conviction hit, especially when God blesses me in the midst of conviction. Peter repented. Peter repented. Wow. You see what I'm saying? Yes, sir. And so when you, when you convicted, man, real conviction is, say this, man, I'm dead wrong, but God blessed me anyway. Right. You blessed me anyway, like a musician, you you blessed anyway, you see what I'm saying? And you knew I was wrong. Yeah. That brings about it's godly it, sorrow. Yeah, and it should bring it. That conviction should be turned up all that more. Exactly. To say, God, in spite of me living how I'm living, you came up and showed out yeah. in spite of it. Somebody in got delivered. Somebody got saved. And, and, and I'm living reckless. Yeah. 
In spite of me. You know what I'm saying? That's so good. Um, One of the best examples of that, and y'all just made me think about it, is Moses. When God told him, he said, I want you to... I want you to speak to this rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Moses had, had reached a, a breaking point with his with his mega church. Yeah, <laughs> with his first mega church, yeah. and these people are driving him crazy. And so, like, he reached a point where it's like, I'm, I'm about to just, you know what? Y'all want water? You want yeah. water? I'm, 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 I'm gonna give you water. I'm gonna beat it. I'm gonna give you what you want, right? Yeah. So he's hitting the rock with the stick. Now, God didn't embarrass Moses. Right. Like he, he, as he should have. Right. Because God could have easily been like, I didn't tell you to hit the rock. I right. told you to speak to it. So since you disobeyed, nothing's going to happen. Watch. Now you're looking stupid. <laughs> goofy. Goofy yeah. looking boy. You know? <laughs> goofy looking boy. <laughs> like a goofball. Like a goofball. God didn't do that. The water still came forth, right? Exactly. And so Moses is like, so see, I brought you water. Wow. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. Whoa. I, now I, I gave you some grace, Moses. Yeah. And I didn't embarrass you. I still let you operate out of this gift before the people. Right. But you know what? When we behind closed yeah. doors, we're going to have a conversation. <laughs> and guess what? Yourself. The consequences is going to lead to you not entering the promised land. Come on. You know what I'm saying? So the, the accountability of it, and it's it sucks, but it really is what it is. Because he, he reached a point where a guy's like, you know what? I'm not gonna let you skate by if I'm, I'm sitting there opening the earth and swallowing people right, for, right. For, 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 for their <laughs> exactly. disobedience. I'm not killing you, but I'm not gonna let you. You know what I'm saying? Completely disobey me publicly. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? And not have a level of accountability and a consequence from yeah, it. You ain't gonna play me. And nah, there ain't nah. gonna be no consequences. Oh, goofy yeah. looking boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Real. But that but I mean in all of that being said, um, you know, we talked about like the death of the mega church and stuff like that. So as the believer that sits in the congregation of these churches, it don't it don't have to be a mega ministry. It can be your local ministry because we know it happens far often too much where you know the pastor has an indiscretion something happens it doesn't have it doesn't necessarily have to be cheating or anything like that but things do happen they are men just as we are men men and women excuse mm-hmm. me um but you know once you sit in the, in those pews and congregation how much grace do we allow that person to have I'm before, tired of this church before, before we turn our backs and say I can't do this anymore how much grace should we have as the, you know, as the congregation to say, you know, if my pastor messes up, do I walk away? When should I walk away? You know, because, I mean, realistically, some people are going to be damaged beyond repair by hearing this about John Gray because they trusted in him. They believed in him as a pastor, as a shepherd. But now it's like, I can't believe my pastor would do this. He told me over the pulpit not to do this. And he did the very thing that he told me not to do. He counseled me through this because I'm pretty sure he's done a lot of marriage counseling and premarital counseling. So it's like, man, the person that I trusted, I confided in, I let my secrets out to, is doing the very thing that I'm not that I'm not supposed to be doing. So where do we go from there? How how do you leave? How do you? Uh, when do you determine that it, 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 it's over for me? Does it work in reverse too, though? Like, do you feel like, man, my pastor is? Just like me, that he messed up just like me, so I can, I can relate to that. You know what I'm it saying? Works, it works both ways, I believe. Is that dangerous though? It very. I think I think it can be dangerous, but I, you know, so we've all seen people fall, you know, and and I put people in categories. You got selfish fallers, you know. Selfish fallers are are people who will 
if they falling, they gonna grab somebody else, you know, <laughs> to fall with to, them. To fall with them, you know, <laughs> and at, at what all costs, they'll rip your shirt and everything to try to keep themselves from falling. Yeah. Hmm. But then you have those people who are cautious fallers, you know, and they're they're aware of their surroundings, you know. So m- me falling, I'm gonna try my best. To, to alleviate collateral damage. Yeah. Oh. I'm not going to try, you know, I'm going to try not to hurt anybody else. So I think a lot of, for me, for me, a lot of it has to do with how the pastor falls and, you know, and, and recovers. Don't try making any excuses. Right. You fail. Right. No, no excuses. Humanity is, is not an excuse because we know scripturally through every temptation, God always provides a so way of escape. escape. So my falling was a choice. Right. You see what I'm saying? It wasn't an accidental fall. Right. You know, I didn't slip and fall into <laughs> into it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We know and what you so, mean, Yeah. You preach it. You know. Yeah. And so to me, man, that's you know, be it, great grace for grace. You know, mercy for mercy. You know, because in all actuality. What happens is if I leave if I leave a pastor's church because they fail, then what does that say about me? You know what I'm saying? I I, I definitely understand that, but but what do we say to the young believer, to the new believer that that's coming in that he that he's charismatically through the spirit, you know, however brought to that church? Yeah. How how do we explain that to them? You know, being that this is a faith based podcast and things like that. How personally do we explain to them to say, hey, you know, I know this this is who represented Christ to you and who kind of brought you to Christ, but this is not what Christ is, not at this moment. You know, he still has a chance for redemption, you know what I'm saying? Right. But, you know what I'm saying, at the same time, you, 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 you shot a blow at somebody that didn't deserve it. It's right? definitely... That, that, didn't know, that didn't know it was coming from you. You know what I'm saying? So how do we turn that into, you know, still being able to minister to the lost? You know, not even the lost, you know, somebody that's a, a right. young believer. How do we do that? It's, it's definite levels to it. Um, I mean, I think this is kind of a, a pretty black and white situation um, where it's like, OK, you, you have a, a pattern of infidelity. Uh, that's not necessarily a good thing. Let's, no, it's not a good thing, at all, a good thing at all for, for, for a pastor to be, you know, what I'm saying involved in. And depending on how the church is going to handle it is, is one thing. Uh, I think me personally, I, w- I think I would have to go ahead and like leave. You know what I'm saying? Just just for the simple fact that it's going to be difficult for me to be able to receive um, inside that place of worship. Not saying that I'm <laughs> above, you know what I'm saying, any type of falling, whatever. But I am still looking for a different level of responsibility for, right. for for the leader you know what I'm saying that I'm choosing to put my family underneath it's, it's not like you know what I'm saying we don't have a choice in the matter like um, I have a choice to be able to you know what I'm saying go right. to a church right. where we all can necessarily feel comfortable and I know that personally with you know in my family my wife wouldn't be comfortable knowing that this man is continually you know what I'm saying operated with this level of, 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 of failure you know what I mean? But I, I do think that there is a, a way that we should go about doing it. Um, how we've kind of grown up, we didn't just, you know what I'm saying, dip out of a, a church. Right. You know what I'm saying? Without having a conversation, you know what I'm saying, with the pastor or, you know what I'm saying, um, any type of leadership. I mean, if you're in a, in a big enough church, I guess it, it might be difficult for you to get like a, a one-on-one meeting with right. the pastor or whatever. 
but having a sense of uh, of accountability there I think is important uh, but I don't know I think it's, it's it goes by case by case scenario you know I don't think it's like you do this and you're out you do this and you're out you do this you gotta stay you know right. I think you know, everybody's like, like definitely different way to do nah, it, it's not Mm-mm. I think you definitely have to balance it like of course after one mistake you don't want to tell a young person teach them they messed up, leave, you know what I'm saying? Because You're right. I think that's totally, that's not even biblical. It's not even our relationship with God. You know, like, I think we're like we're saying pattern. pattern. Yeah, right. patterns, is that's a totally different thing. Like, hey, bro, like, first of all, I got to get you back to scripture. Like, this is your example, you know what I'm saying? And if this person's not, I guess, constantly or, you know, following this example, then, yeah, we need to go ahead and try to consider moving around. But you definitely don't want to teach the one mess up, you know, <laughs> one or two, because I think that makes puts us in a different, on a different pedestal, you know, like, yeah, I mess up, you know what I'm saying, and I still have grace, you know what I mean, but I think it does reach a point where, like you said, if it's a pattern, you got to go, you know what I'm saying. You don't want to be held to an impossible standard either, yeah. you know yeah. what I'm saying, like, that's what the Pharisees were doing, it, it right. took, right. <laughs> it took the, the Ten Commandments and they made hundreds Hundreds of them, and it became almost an impossible standard to live up to. Where it's like, they, how many, how many was it? Six hundred and thirteen. Wow. Yeah, so like it was six hundred thirteen different commandments, and God only gave us ten. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus gave us two. Yeah, I mean, love God, love people. Like He broke it down to two. Like we, we just keep it real simple. You love God, love people. You covered everything, right? But I think that's what we talked about last podcast. You know that that legalism standard. You know that's kind of been set for the church. Yeah, especially the black church. You know what I'm saying? I'm not even. I, you know, just because, like I said, the way we grew up. You know what I'm saying? We get held to that standard of, you know, you can't do this. You can't do that. It's just a list of rules where yeah. it turns people off. So so when you do mess up, you don't preach that to me. Exactly. But, yeah. but see, then again, that's why we get so much opposition from those people say, I see. That's what I told you what church was about. Yeah. I told you, you see the preachers on TV, pastors ain't nothing but like that. They only out one. There go that H yeah. word. Yeah, they only that out hypocrite. After, hypocrite. You know, they only after money and women. You know what I'm saying? And they already married. They got wives. They messing with all the sisters in the church. It's it's the it's the portrayal that we see on TV and movies about Christ. You know, like I said, especially within our community, we can speak to that because we've been there. You know what I'm saying? And we've seen it. You know what I'm saying? So that's how we're portrayed. And then that, like I said, that's why we'll get that opposition of you know. I don't go to church like that. You know, I don't mess with church. Yeah, you know, because, is, yeah, and, and you'll try to minister to somebody and, and they'll hit you with, you know, what about your boy John Gray? You know, yeah. like, you don't even Bruh. go to that church. Yeah. You know, you don't, <laughs> go, you don't go to that church at all and somebody will hit you with that. And, you know, and but that's their picture of Christ because this person has been on TV, been on the internet, preaching Christ, and now you in something. And, and, and I told my wife this when we were just kind of discussing the issue. And I told her it was it was it was two issues. It was an issue of pride and it was an issue of power. Wow. That it's an issue of pride because you don't you don't want to be shamed, even though you've messed up. But people be people can respect the mess up if you say I messed up. Exactly. And yeah. and, and, and exactly. I'm wrong. And I and you but take you can't, you but can't you take accountability the, the for it. you to tell me you know, exactly yeah. right. But if you take accountability for your mess up and say you know saints. You know, this is what I did. You know, I messed up. You know, I put myself in a position that I, like you, like Kevin said, it's a choice. I put myself in a position that I should not have. I think ultimately then you give other people a choice too. You know, look, I messed up. And if exactly. you feel like, you know, you can't follow me now, I understand. I can't look at you like, you know, any kind of way because 
I did mess up. I, right. You know, and if you choose not to follow me, you don't. But if you do, I love you. I'm going to do my best not to do it again. Right. You know? right. I think, man, you know, a big thing, man, is is like, so in in, in, in strongholds and, 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 and ideologies, man, a lot of times we give people the bricks to build the wall. You see what I'm saying? So there are people who've built walls up against the church against certain aspects of the church like we mentioned the black church you know they built these walls up and a lot and you know a lot of those bricks have been have been given from the media well the media is evil yeah. and they highlight you know they give forth this propaganda they highlight the stuff that they want to highlight but they don't talk about the thousands of of, of African American pastors right. that are that are walking in integrity <laughs> right, exactly. and preaching the right. gospel and staying Come true on. to biblical beliefs you see what I'm saying they talk about John Gray the one, did it yeah. again the one. you see what I'm saying the one you know the church yeah exactly the church you know and so, you know, but but we, we do have to be responsible for our platform, you know, and, and if we give people bricks to build a wall, then if we're truly repentant, then we give them the tools and we help them to tear that wall down. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Right. Bro, y'all mentioned a few times, because um, we kind of coming from perspective of how we grew up in church, you know, and a lot of times we handle stuff based off how we grew up and, right. you know mm-hmm. so I definitely want to we got some, a couple of young people actually waiting to talk about you know what I'm saying like right how they were raised in church you know what I'm saying and what the difference is now versus like you know what I'm saying what they were taught growing up you know so yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I told them we would probably call them earlier so like <laughs> I want to try to get get a couple of them on and see if we can get their perspective as well let's do it try let's to get it. their point of view so um, I'm going to start with uh, yeah this is new guys uh, what I say because he probably think I'm not gonna call him now. Well, Taja just takes me to. It's my guy, man. We'll try Taja first because she probably won't pick up at the center. Shantae. Let's see. <laughs> We're live. She don't pick up. It's my fault. <laughs> Don't go. I don't think we're gonna get that big. It's the dreaded fifth ring. <laughs> it's the dreaded. Please leave your mouth. Ah, no. That didn't work. It's all good. That was on me though, because uh, I told her I was gonna call her earlier. She texted next what time, so that's not her. She didn't do us wrong. <laughs> Hello. What's up, Zaya? What's up, sir? How you doing? I'm good, bro. Man, hey, Isaiah, actually, can I call you right back, bro? This is live, man. Yeah. This is raw, but I'm going to hit you right back, all right? <laughs> yeah, that's cool. All right. Taja. Hello. Hey, you, are you all right? We didn't get you. Mm-hmm. Did I catch you too late? No. All right, so you on with the brothers. You on hey, with hey, everybody. Everybody Tyza. say what's up. What's up? What's going on, Taja? Hey. Hey, guys. Hey, so um, based off the text, remember I was asking you basically like, you know, what do you, you think like the major differences is, you know, in the church now, uh, based on how you grew up, since we kind of got a chance to watch you grow up and we just, I know we tell you all the time, but we want to tell you live, you know, we're super proud of you, everything you've done and what you're doing. Um, what are you, what's the major differences now, like now that you're out of college, you know, taking some, um, you know, undergrad classes, right? 
Mm-hmm. All right, yes. what, what's the well, major? I'm, I'm seven yeah. But, all right, cool. Man, Brad, that's, that's awesome. So, like, what are you, um, what are you noticing the major differences now, you know, in, in church now versus the way you necessarily, like, you grew up? Yes. Um, so one of the things I would say would be it's more biblical versus tradition, um, like music and clothing. Cool. What would I say? Yeah. big differences. Can you um? What what about clothing? What's it been a, like? Do you like the difference now? Or oh you? yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, I remember uh, growing up, we would have to you know always put on our Sunday best like. Um, <laughs> Our, our pretty dresses and stuff and yeah um but yeah now um i go to i go to um gonna go to church or even like when weekday services um in adidas pants and stuff right like um yeah just more comfortable i, I would say and less on um I don't know if that makes sense. No, yeah. no, nah, you make you making perfect sense. I just don't want to cut you off. Yeah. That's perfect. What about like you mentioned music? Like, what do you, what do you notice the differences in, in there? Oh yeah, so music. Um, I don't say it's 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 more open. I guess you could say like to the new newer of age music. I guess quote unquote okay. of um. Our generation, I guess you could say, is also implemented or um, sung in the church to where it's not more just those traditional older um, songs that we grew up listening to. Cool. Do you appreciate more of a mix, though, like like to where it kind of reaches everybody, or do you just? You kinda, I do. I yeah. feel. You. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, definitely. Anything you wanna? Y'all got any questions for before I let her go? Nah, I think she covered it. Yeah. Man, Taj, we appreciate you. I know I'm a little later than the time I told you, so thanks for uh, picking up. I'll okay. call it back. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. We love you. We'll talk to you later. Thank you. I love like you guys. Taj. Thank you. So that's a, that a awesome. you know opinion of a you know she's actually you know younger than us. We actually yeah, watched Taj grow yeah, up. Like I from a baby, Taja, baby. Yeah, <laughs> I remember Taj when she was actually born. You know and yeah. things like that. So to now see her graduate college and you know become her own woman and you know just you know see her growing her faith mm-hmm. you know beyond you know youth ministry and things like that. Yeah. You know to keep it going that does my heart. Oh, you know glad as a youth minister and stuff like that to some for somebody I see that I minister to you know when they were young to keep it going you know to stay in the faith you know through their college years and beyond you know it does me a great honor you know that's exciting yeah definitely yeah, let me try our brother too because i know they both on tight schedules so pretty cool to uh, catch both of them in the same day yeah. <laughs> he's a college student too so yeah. hey what's up there What's up, sir? Yes, up, bro. So you you live with the brothers, man. I apologize uh-huh. to you two for the my tardiness. We got in a pretty good conversation. So every, everything going all right? Say it again. Everything going okay? Oh uh, yeah, all is well. All yeah. right, bro. Hey, so like um again, the same question for you. Like you know, knowing you, seeing you growing up, and we, we want to tell you as well. We're super proud of you, bro. And up there in college doing your thing, bro, and yeah. representing well. Yeah. Um, you know, what's the, the major differences you see in the current church now, you know what I'm saying, versus, like, what you saw growing up, um, just from your point of view? Um, 
Man, honestly, I got quite a few. Um, and before I say any of this, it's not to so, it's not to throw shots at anybody. Most definitely, um, it's, it's just it's just what I've observed. Um, so I think I just want to start with uh, tradition, whether it's good or bad. I think um, what I grew up in, you know, um, which can be both good and bad. Uh, a lot of uh, tradition was held on to, whether it was biblical or unbiblical. And today, there's there's um, a lot of letting go of tradition, which okay. can be both either uh, good or bad, and you know also biblical and unbiblical. Um, do I got a limit to the things I can name? Or uh, no, you good, bro? You good? Yeah, speak your speak your truth. All right, cool. Um, another thing I noticed is um, just growing up, it was a lot of do it because that's just how we do it. Now it seems uh, more of a you know questions. Um, are more welcomed and uh, there's a lot more questioning going on and people seek the answer and don't just you know stop at the question which I think is a good thing uh, let me ask you this to... real quick Zed. like growing up did you feel like you couldn't ask questions though like did you, uh, you didn't feel like comfortable did you feel like like that wasn't just it wasn't allowed growing up I felt like I was going to ask a question regardless but I, I felt like I had to be uh, cautious or more aware of the fact that uh, it may not always be received well. But I was going to ask a question anyway. I got you. <laughs> That's who he is. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> uh, another thing, it, it seems as though uh, back then there was a lot of closed-mindedness. And now it seems uh, that there's a lot of examining of other beliefs and more open-mindedness. Um a lot of things seem to be taken out of context, but now it seems like um, the church looks for the original mean, meaning of the, of the scripture in context. Okay. Um, church today is a lot more lenient, I think. Um, a big thing, I think, is that um, growing up, it was, it was kind of a thing where it's like, my conviction is your sin. But now it seems, for the most part, like sin is sin and conviction is conviction. And we got to like be able to identify and distinguish between the two. Man, bro. Um, Dropping bombs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think church day is a lot more expressive, uh, whereas I felt like growing up, it, it was like seen as like there's a limited way, uh, there's a limited number of ways to worship and honor God. Um, I think, uh, I think now is more of a, if I don't like it, you know, and this is this is one one thing that I think is kind of, that I think is bad. I think uh, nowadays it's kind of like if I don't like it, you know, then I'm gonna say, well, that's not what it actually means. Whereas I think it's also bad uh, historically. It was if I don't like it, I don't teach it. Um, I think uh, I think a lot of people are not gonna like this one, but I think that um, <laughs> I think that. Uh, I, I think growing up it was kind of like tithing is a command mm, and I think right. that biblically tithing was in the law of Moses and Christians to give as God purposes in their hearts um, I think there was a lot of idolizing leadership um, but now it's a lot of reverence for leadership um, I think uh, I think now um Protestantism is being held to a biblical standpoint. I mean, a standard. I'm sorry, a biblical standard. And denominations are questioned, critiqued, and examined um, according to the Bible. 
uh, not to say that um, denominations were like a, a big thing when I like growing up like that I saw growing up it was more of a like like a um I really don't recall much being set on denominations, really. But yeah. I know just now it's more of a, like, we, we question and examine, like, even the things we grew up learning about Protestantism. Uh, oh, with, to, and, and hold it to a biblical standard. Right. I think, I think now, especially being in college, where it's like, if you're a Christian, you know, we can tell. And if you're not, then we can also tell. Like, it's hard, it's hard to front in college because either you do it or you don't. And I think that um, I, I think either you live it or you don't. And I think that you know nowadays it's like people go to people go to different churches, but it's more of a one church, one body, Christ is the head um, mindset that's more prevalent. Um, and I think I just got two more things. Um, I think that the approach to people's mistakes is. Uh, a lot more biblical now. I think that um, I think that at one point it was a it was a you know if, if you mess up or struggle with sin, then it's like you got to get it together and you tripping. But nowadays, it seems more of a um, this is wrong. Let me help you. Um, and what where's the area of brokenness and hurt? You know. And uh, last thing I think um, I think that um, when asking questions, sometimes people. You know, if they didn't know, they would try to make up an answer. Where, whereas now it seems like um, if someone doesn't know the answer, they they say something like, uh, "Let's find out," or "I'll get back to you." And I think that's really important because I don't think we should be making up answers. That's dope, bro. True. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. You, uh, we should have just brought you in to preach, man. Yeah. <laughs> now, now we gotta sing you an offering, bro. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> hey, man, we appreciate you, bro. Um, yes, sir. Seriously, man, you gave us a lot, and it's, it's really dope to get your perspective because I, I understand why you didn't hear a lot about denominations because we kind of we seen you grow up. We all grew up in kind of a non-denominational setting, so I mean, it wasn't really a lot, you know, touched in that area. But, uh, man, you said some great stuff, bro, and we appreciate you, man. For real, for real. I appreciate you having me. All yes, right, sir. Bro. Love you, man. We'll talk to you later, bro. Be safe. Yes, sir. I right, love y'all, too. I right, love y'all. That's dope just for the fact that it was a lot of confirmations from what we've already kind yeah. of talked about. Yeah. Even last week with some of our own, right. you know, experiences and, and seeing that uh, there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> A whole lot, bro, and it kind of like just sheds life on a lot of us as youth leaders. <laughs> like real rap, man, it really does. You <laughs> maybe say you're like an examine, and like, like yeah. man, bro. I hope you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, have I been preaching my you know convictions on that? Exactly, you know? man. Because I think it's important. You know what I'm saying? If you have a program geared to a certain people group, you know, uh, we can use you. If you have a program geared towards youth, it's important for you to know what the youth are geared towards. You see right, what I'm saying? Right. And if you never take the take the time, put forth the effort to find that right. out, then your missional efforts are gonna fall straight to the ground. Straight up, bro. Mm -hmm. straight it's all up. in vain. It's all in vain. And, and I, I think, and I think all of us inside here has had the opportunity to to teach young people, mm -hmm. um, in some form or fashion. Uh, and, and I remember, you know, when I was uh, put in charge of the youth at my church and, and we established it, um, 
how it was able to grow organically is we didn't have to like do a lot of advertising whatever it was like literally you know what hey tell somebody to tell somebody to come through and a lot of the people that was coming through they weren't even believers like they were just friends of people who were friends of other people who happened to come to the church and we didn't have like a youth program where we were playing video. Let me put a disclaimer: nothing against those youth programs that, that have different draws to to, to to come to their to their youth ministry. Right, right. But we didn't have like we weren't playing games. We didn't have video games. We didn't have special speakers. Whatever. It was literally just us coming together. Yeah. Throw on some worship music for us to kind of come together and let's open the Bible and let's just learn together. And I was able to kind of bring you know a level of meat to to, to yeah. discussion. And like I, the other day, I went to to my desk and I had a, a notebook, some of the old messages that I yeah. kind of crafted up, whatever. And um, I saw a note from somebody, and it was like, "Man, I needed tonight so much. Thank you for sharing what you." Did. I don't even remember what I preached that night. Wow. Like, but but just I saw a note someone that wrote in the back of you know what I'm saying my notepad that I had done my notes in saying, wow. "Thank you for you know sharing what you did. I needed tonight so badly." Yeah. And so, like, it made me feel good to know, okay, they will be involved in a level of church that we didn't have an opportunity to enjoy growing up. The importance, bro, I've had the honor, like, pleasure of sitting in on some of your teachings, bro, like, um, the importance of being relevant and in a balance, you know what I'm saying? Like, you you do a good job of bringing in culture, but in a sense, like, I always hear, we shouldn't let culture impact us we should impact culture but at least having a healthy balance of it though so where they can relate yeah. to and you're doing a pretty good job at that so like i enjoy the balance like i don't mind you having an arcade in your church you know what I'm saying? exactly like, yeah as long as they ain't in there while church is going on right you know what i'm saying like they got a lot of time you know have a balance bro you know so and that was like the the, the best compliment i think i've ever received was from my father and he he slipped into the back of one of the services one time um, and just sat there, right? And I was a little nervous. I was like, oh, damn, the pastor just, yeah, came through. There, you know what I'm me. saying? But I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm right in the middle of like the, the message, so I'm going to keep on going. And I remember him just sitting there and just kind of nodding his head. And after it was all over, he pulled me to the side and said, I want to talk to you. I was like, oh, man, did I mess up? Like, did I say a scripture wrong? He was like, nah, I just, wow. Wow. And he was like, John, um, I didn't know y'all was having church like this. Uh, there was no fluff. I thought there was going to be some fluff. There was no, like, that was the greatest compliment from my father and my pastor that he gave me. And we had, like, you know, 20, 30, you know what I'm saying, young people there. Uh, I, I never forget there was one time where I didn't even, you know, try to speak. We just threw on some worship music. We were just going to pray. Bro, three hours went by. It's one o'clock in the morning. And there's kids laid out on the ground, you know what I'm saying, like, crying out to God. And, I mean, the spirit was, like, heavy inside there, but, like, I didn't experience that going to church growing up. And I wonder why. I wonder like what was missed in the years that we grew up inside church and how we have an opportunity right now to pre- represent, not just represent, what represent Jesus differently. You know what I'm saying? Like let's get to know Jesus as not just savior. He's a 
incredible savior. Let's yeah, talk about yeah. that. Yeah. But he's more than just a savior. It's the, it's the heart, man. He wants to be Abba Father. He, right. <laughs> he right. wants to be, you know what I'm saying, your protector. He says, I'm going to be the I am. So, like, let's present Jesus in all yeah. of his excellence and glory. And I think that we as a church have a responsibility to do that. We do. And like I said, it's the heart, man. And I know I have conversations with all of y'all about the heart, you know, especially when it comes to youth, because, you know, that's a lot of our passion in this room, yeah. you know, in the way that we minister, however you do it, Earl does it through football, you know, and, uh, you know, me and Kevin done it through teaching and you as well, you know, through youth ministry and stuff like that, but you have to have the heart to do it. And I think a lot of times in the previous generation, people that didn't have the heart were put in place. And that's why it was kind of ran like it was ran. And I'm not going to say that's all the cases because some people, you know, even in that previous generation did have a heart for children, you know, a heart and a heart for youth. I, mean, I know definitely quite a few myself, but a lot of times it wasn't it wasn't a, a, at the forefront. It wasn't important to, you know, the senior leadership. You know, it was like, you know, as long as I get the offering and, you know, you know, the praise team is hitting. But that youth department, which is so vital because it's the next generation, it's the next wave, you know, whether you want it to be or not. It's the next, you know, it's the people that's coming behind the parents that you're preaching to now. It's not an area you can afford to let. You know, you can't let it slip. It's not. And like I said, we've all we've all been there, whether it's on, you know, the side of, you know, you're taking this on or, you know, being a part of it, you know, in youth ministry. Mm -hmm. You know, we've seen both sides of it. So we know how important that, you know, the heart of that ministry is and why, you know, it has to be a living beating heart. It can't right. just be something that's thrown together because, you know, children, as we know, they can smell the fake. Mm-hmm. And they, can, yeah, they, they, they and just like Isaiah was saying on the phone, mm-hmm. they'll call you on it. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Especially now. This exactly. Yeah, will. this generation will call you on it. You know, you can come in with that bull job if you want to. Yeah. You know, they're going to they gonna look at you crazy. And they'll call you on it in different ways, man. But Rod, you said something real key, man. It's about the heart, you know. But it's also, I'll take it one, one step further, it's about what you have the heart to do concerning right. the youth. Right. You know, I, I'll give you a practical example, bro. You know, uh, there was a youth came up to me before he said, Brother Kev, you know, Brother so-and-so say he want to get us all in suits. You know, we're not digging that. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You can have a, you can have a heart for people, but you can have a heart to do a whole bunch of stuff. Right. Now, this is just me. Like, I don't have no books out. You know, I don't, you know, I don't have my own <laughs> podcast. You know, so, but this is just me. I believe that what's important, and y'all talked about this, man, you know, the last podcast, you know, but I believe that what's important for us to do concerning the youth now is not to dress them a certain way, not to dictate what they're entertained by but I think that we have to get into their have the heart enough to get into their lives and provide them a scope for which for them to perceive everything that's going on around them come on if we don't give them the tools to process if we don't give them the lenses to process homosexuality you know uh, uh, preachers racial injustice (laughs) preachers falling in the pulpit you know uh, police brutality I'm being brutalized by 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 the people who's supposed to protect and serve you know if we don't give provide them the lens for them to live in their current context then we're failing Right. We're failing. I don't. I don't feel the need to. To you know. To try to shield my 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 children. No 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 no. Don't look at that. Right. No 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 no. Right. Don't listen to that. Right. No no no. 
We need to listen to it together. Right. And you yeah. need I, I need to sit down to you and we we can talk about it. Right. You see right. what I'm saying? Because we won't we won't be able to shield them from everything. Right. So I'm what sure. I need to do is help you process right. everything through the lenses of the scripture. Right. The Apostle Paul said this. He said, he said, uh, he said, uh, he, you know, the Apostle Paul, he, he, was a, he was a tent maker, but he said, I have chosen to know nothing except Christ, Christ and, him and him crucified. crucified. Man, I'm glad the Holy Spirit brought that back, man, because I was like, dang, I can't, I can't even. <laughs> I was getting nervous, man. But uh, he said, I know nothing but Christ and him crucified. Now, you and I both know that, for one, he was a tent maker by trade. Right. And, and he was a Pharisee. Right. So he knew stuff. Yeah, he knew more than that. He was well learned. He knew stuff. Yeah, yeah. So what he was saying is that I choose to see everything through the lenses of the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is what's important. <laughs> this is what's important. Right. This is how I view everything. If you if you throw something in this river, this is the way that it's going to flow. And so we need to provide our next generation, prepare our next generation, prepare our posterity yeah. with the with the with the lens with the lens to perceive, you know, and and process things through the gospel of Jesus Christ. We'll take it, keep, we keep going in circles, man. Yeah, take it one step further, Kev. And you correct me if I'm wrong. I believe Paul also said with that, because that was powerful. He says, I become all yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. All yeah. things. All things. And so understanding yeah. what that means is like, I'm not, don't put me in the box of just this teacher. Nah. Because if you look at it, you know, and we ain't gonna get all super deep, but a lot of theologians believe that he wasn't the most interesting <laughs> yeah, person right. to listen to. Right. Like Apollos, he was real eloquent. Right. He was yeah. able to, you know what I'm saying, to like craft the gospel in a way that people wanted to listen to. Right. And there's a story about Paul when he was preaching so long and boring, a dude fell out the fell window. Out the window. <laughs> fell out the window, sleep and broke his neck. Yeah. And Paul had to go down there and raise him up from the dead. Hell, so lucky ministry. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? So like as powerful as he was, he wasn't that interesting to listen to all the time. Right. But he says, I'm willing to become all things to all men so I'm able to present the gospel in a way that everybody can necessarily benefit from relevant relevant and that's and that's and that's That's and that's the part that makes the heart you know to to want to be relevant yeah because I can come with my agenda this is what God gave me but you know uh, but I don't speak to Black Lives Matter. I don't speak yeah. to the racial injustice that's going on. It's wow. almost falling on deaf ears because this is all the congregation is worried about. Bro. And I'm not even talking about just youth ministry. This is your congregation. Bro. When, when they walk out the doors, this is what they're faced exactly. with. Exactly. Well, bro, you say not even youth ministry or church. This is the school district, man. Exactly. You know, it's a, it, we have a responsibility. I feel like I have a responsibility as a black man to make sure that I, you know what I'm saying, like, uh, teach my kids a certain way, especially my my young black. You know, right. <laughs> yeah. they're growing up. If they come in contact with me, like I have that responsibility for them three years, or whatever, to either present myself a certain way or to you know guide them through situations, bro. Because we're just an extension of parents, bro. You know, because so they're gonna remember. They're gonna remember. They're gonna remember. I still remember my middle school coach for that yeah. reason. You know, he taught us a certain way. Man, I want to do something real quick because I got two more waiting. They're gonna be really short, and then we're like. We can remember what Isaiah said, remember what Taja said, and we'll tie these last two in because they're all, all right. totally different people. Okay. So they're going to come from different different aspects. One might be sleep. But right on. <laughs> sleep, oh, sleep. Well, I know one that, uh, this one's not sleep. This one of our young uh, Shredder representatives. Oh, Lord. 
he'll pick up in one ring. Let's see. Hello. <laughs> one ring. We call him One Ring Cam, baby. What's up, brother? First of all, first of all, man, I could have been having private time. I want you to know you, you better let that brother know he's on air. And you live right now, so I hope whatever private time you having those with the Lord. With the Lord. With the Lord. Yeah, but I'm glad you always yourself, brother. So yeah. You with know, the Lord. you know the question, man. Um, what's the difference you're seeing now, <laughs> growing up in church? Because you grew up in a pretty traditional setting. Versus churches, you know it now when you go to church because we know you don't really like church much. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm on a sabbatical from the church as uh, as it speaks, but thank you for putting my business on you like that. Shut up, uh, man. What's, your, what's up, man? What you think? What's the biggest difference? <laughs> man, my biggest difference for me is dressing, you know, because I grew up uh, non denominational and semi Baptist, so for me, it's definitely dressing because I am. You know, I'm used to having to wear the slacks with the button-up shirts on and everything. So that would that would probably be a little was different for me nowadays. You'd probably catch me in some some treader gear, shot with this, uh, and some jeans, and some shoes. So yeah, that that would probably be what's uh, the most different for me. Okay. Anything outside of clothes before we let you go? Um, I think it's probably probably not as big. But back growing up, we was not really able to walk across the pulpit. We was told that it was a stand. But now, since like the stage and the pulpit is connected, that's what's also a little, uh, little different for me too. That's interesting. Wow, that is because I remember growing up, kids didn't play in the pulpit, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all, you know what I'm saying. But okay, all right, man. Yeah, Anything that's... else you want to put out before we let you go? Jesus is Lord to the glory oh, of the Father. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you later, brother. All right, bro. <laughs> And Cam is gonna be Cam, regardless. You gotta love it. Yeah, for real, for real. Dude, what? Young musician too. We got one more, and then we can wrap it up. This is uh, brother Keith. He's a little older in the game. Your call has been forwarded. Yeah, so, yeah, man. But what did y'all gather from everybody's call? Like, I guess what was the common? Uh oh. Uh, go ahead, bro. Man, so one one thing you know from from I think what we did hear from all three calls was about church clothes. Yeah. You know, <laughs> church clothes. I mean, you know that's real, saying? though. It, it is real. It could be a metaphor. You know, but it, it is, yeah. yeah. It, it's real, man. And and I know, you know, that we talked about it. Well, I wasn't on, but I was talking about it with you guys <laughs> on the last podcast. You know, but uh, I think it's important to realize, you know, that, that you know, uh, why, you know, especially in the black church, you know, what happened, you know, what, what was going on. You know, our, our ancestors, when they went to church, this was this was their time, you know, to dress up. They 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 have been working all week, or and and they have been nobodies all week. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so they come to church on Sunday. They get to wear their Sunday's best. Context and, you know, is so key, brother. It's, it's key, yes. man. And so you know, this is the time. You know, and, and we know. We know, man, what you wear does affect your attitude. Right. What I wear affects my attitude. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so, uh, 
This was their time to feel good about themselves. You see what I'm saying? To dress nice, you know, and to bring out, you know, just, you know, their best because they knew the next day that they were going back to a place where they were degraded and they were nobodies. You see what I'm saying? So, and I say that, man, you know, dress is important, you know, but in in churches, I think there is a balance, you know. I I feel like this. If you want to wear a suit, man, brother, wear your suit. Yeah, bro. Get sharp because you want to be. Because you want to be. Because you want want to be. Right. Not because... It's imposed or it's a law, you know. Don't 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 equate don't equate with you know how I dress with what's going on in my spiritual walk with Christ. You see what I'm saying? That's what it boils down to. That's what it boils down to. Because now I've come to this mind frame, you know, we're talking about the church, bro. I've come to this mind frame, all my church, all my clothes are church clothes. That's it. You see what I'm saying? Because I am the church. I am the church. (laughs) Right. You see what I'm saying? But I am the church, but I'm not the church without community. Community is an important aspect to the church. church. Without community, there is no church. You see what I'm saying? But I am the church. All of my clothes are church clothes. You see what I'm saying? All of my shoes are church shoes. Right. You see what I'm saying? But the legalism, you know, that, that, that has been taught throughout the years, you know, don't don't equate somebody with you what know they wear. what they wear as what's going on in their spiritual life. That's it, man. And and I think and nowadays I think it's because of the the exact opposite, bro. And I know that's how I felt personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. throughout the week I'm forced to you wear dress a up, shirt yeah. a shirt and tie. So on the weekends I that's exactly. I want to wear the exact opposite. Right. So I mean, just to just to kind of bring that point, you know, tied in full circle, you know what I'm saying? You know, I I understand definitely where you come from that that was their time to do that, right. but this is my time to relax. Exactly. Because I don't exactly. have to put on I don't have to put on a shirt. I don't have to put on a top, you know, necessarily. So that was just my little two piece on that. No, that's good, and I, I I think that we gotta kind of it's our responsibility to kind of combat like y'all been saying the level of your conviction mm-hmm. and the standard that you want to set up for your ministry with what the Bible is actually talking about yeah. and, and and how we should govern our own selves. You know what I'm saying? Uh, don't, don't continue to tell me that we should present our best to God as if the best to God is a suit and tie only. Right. 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 That's, that's, that's not necessarily the, 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 case. the case of it at all because there's gangsters right. and all kind of people pimps wearing suits, pimps wearing yeah, suits yeah. you know Stacey what I'm saying? Adams. And right. I mean, some people who have just the yeah. the greatest heart for God could have a pair of, you know what I'm saying, ripped jeans and a, hoodie. And, and, and a hoodie on. You know what I I'm saying? I think, man, Dr. Is he a Dr. Matthew Stevens? I don't want to be disrespectful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, he said something I thought was key about modesty, though. You know what I'm saying? He was just talking to his youth. It was like you know you know you know him you know he's pretty you know uh, I guess if you want to call him relevant or yeah and, yeah he's like I don't mind you wearing you know <laughs> like you know t shirt or jeans he said I don't he ain't even tripping on your tattoos or your piercings we're like in modesty man like he's like we we have to learn that or teach our young people that like don't come in here with your face tattooed up and you know to where you can't even get a job because you got right. stuff everywhere right. you're pierced you know from top to bottom you know saying he's like but. Just in modesty, man. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like that's what he he pushes. You know, and I think that's just an important balance, man. Yeah. Another word we heard quite a few times was tradition. Mm-hmm. We did hear tradition. 
that we did. That, yeah. that tradition is not necessarily followed anymore. Yeah. And a lot of people aren't following those old, you know, like I said, do what I say, not as I do, you know, type of things that we were taught, you know, when we were coming up. So that was another, yeah. you know, big thing and then another key word that we heard pretty much all of them say, you know, tradition, tradition, tradition. And they're not killing it, you know. Yeah. A lot of, you know, it's like the balance of just like, don't like over, you know, feed me with that and not, not allow, you know, like what's, right. what's current, you know. I think Isaiah, Isaiah brought, brought a real good battle. He said some traditions are good, some are, yeah. some are bad. Some need to be done away with. Some yeah. need to be held on to, right. you know, because tradition, some, there, in, within tradition, there could be a lot of wisdom. Right. But there's a way for us to convert tradition as to where tradition is relevant as yeah. well. Right. There was a book, I think, I brought it from you, actually, I think. And they talk about that, about how you want to at least understand, you know, where the tradition, why they had that tradition before we, like, throw it out. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's try to understand where they were coming from and, right. you know what I'm saying, that time, you know what I'm saying? So, Like you said, context is key. Yeah. Yeah. Context is so important. Like, for you to, I'm happy that you brought up that very good point about how the slaves and their mentality with dressing up. I mean, it's even, it goes so far as, like, why there's, like, hooping. Inside a sermon, <laughs> it, yeah. it, it, it was just to give a little bit of context. Shoot, like as they were singing, as they're picking cotton and as they're working in the fields, they're singing these songs, and they reach a point where they're having to go with different inflections because they're giving signals to the right. other people, knowing, "Hey, we gonna meet down by the riverside." Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and like they don't want, you know, what I'm saying the masses to know what they're communicating about, so they're doing it in a theatrical, a very demonstrative way, but they're trying to get your attention, right. and that's been passed on, and now we got pastors right. and preachers using the exact same tradition, and it's fine for you to hoop, but don't just hoop just because you heard your daddy hoop, yeah. right? Like, let it be a let, let it be, be let it be something in the yeah. message, exactly. Yeah. Not you know just what I'm it's saying, and real rap, man, I like to hear it sometimes. <laughs> I like yeah, 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 it. Yeah, right. I can't do it. I but that, don't do but that's the, that's the thing. Like it's cool. It's fine to do, yeah. as long as it's something behind the words you say. Exactly. Right. Because yeah. if you sit up there for forty five minutes, you know, saying nothing, and I don't remember anything that you yeah. said. But you, but all you yeah. doing is saying it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> then it's, it's kind of irritating because somebody after church asks you, "What did the preacher hear?" I don't, I don't know. Right. It was good though. Yeah. Sir, Jesus you know, name. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So. Same with watch night service. Like, yeah. Ooh, you know, don't like, don't you the Saints this, gonna come yeah, after you, brother? Bro. I mean, bro, the like, Saints gonna come after you, brother. <laughs> they already know, bro. What was they watching free. for, brother? <laughs> we free now, brother. Ah, man, so why we still watching? We watching for this ain't my show, it's the it was a good one though, bro. I enjoyed it. Like even in the length, I think it's a good one. Like, no, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, if you enjoyed, you know, what I'm saying some of the things that were said tonight. Like, hey, share it. Yeah, share it with somebody who you feel needs to to hear a good perspective from like four young black men. Either four, we done brought Kevin up. Yeah, brother. <laughs> Kevin's uh-huh. a brother. <laughs> <laughs> nah, hallelujah. For real, for real though. Yeah. Like, uh, just. And not just with us, like having the 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 calling guests that we were able to to gather their right. perspectives, yeah. I think is important. Uh, sh- share it with somebody. 
uh, so so that way they can they can feel you know what I'm saying that they're not the only one that may be feeling this way this way they feel it you know because it can get frustrating feeling like dang they got to be something more out there right like, I'm just going to church to go to church like just yeah. because that's what I always do on Sunday yeah and but, we don't want anybody to you know and w- this is not for anybody to turn away from the church or anything like that that's not what we're preaching. We're just preaching a different perspective. Like I said, the things that we've been through, the things that we've learned uh, throughout the years, being in ministry, you know, being on both sides of ministry in the congregation, as well as, you know, preaching in pulpits and stuff like that. You know, this is just to educate, learn, encourage, you know, and help people. So with that being said, uh, we are starting a ministry. Uh, so. <laughs> what? Yeah, I was going to say, who? <laughs> when did we vote on this? <laughs> Nah, I'm just playing. <laughs> Kevin's gonna be turning red. <laughs> He's like, wait a minute. I think we ought to end with a hoop. <laughs> I have done wrong. Mm-hmm. Come on, Rodney. I know that's my favorite one. <laughs> oh, we're gonna start the hoop off. I Bro, think, hey, John, like, come on, John. No, like I will say a real story. <laughs> and I probably should say this, man, because both these people are dead now. Uh, <laughs> we had this one elder in our church one time. And he got up there, and my dad had asked him to preach or say something. And he got up there, and like we had like a real quiet service. Like it wasn't even like that energy, you know what I'm saying? And he just starts just to talk at first, and like no reaction. People just listening, like you're supposed to do, listen. Yeah. And I guess he wanted more of like a a (laughs) amen quarter. Y'all ain't participating, bro. It's like he just pushed a button within himself to start (laughs) immediately (laughs) hooping, and it was awful. It was so awful. He said, y'all don't hear me. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember my dad looked at me like, really, bruh? Like, come on. Come on. I remember he talked to me. He was like, yeah, he can't can't breathe. I was like, I tell y'all boy right now, (laughs) and you ain't listening. (laughs) But I got a word. Let God wake you. Hey, but you get a reaction every time, bro. Yeah. There's always going to be like one person who's feeling it and they gonna get with you, bro. I guess it's like with the musicians, you know, how you end on that four. Yeah, it's like okay, you end you on. You know what chord to hit? Yeah, it if you hit that one chord, you gonna get a reaction out of everybody who is listening. Like, ooh, he struck that that, that chord progression. I love it. We about to go somewhere. Come on. Yeah, but it's been it's been great. Uh, we yeah. look forward to uh, many more conversations like this. Yes, sir. So we gotta tell y'all this, man. Y'all better pick up y'all phones because we might have a giveaway or something. Ooh. If you don't pick up the phone, then you ain't real. Then you ain't gonna win. <laughs> well, I was gonna ask for some words of wisdom, but I think <laughs> Brother Earl done dropped that. Dropped it. Yeah. it was sizzling in his spirit right there. Yeah. For real. I'm not even sure if it was in his. It was probably right next to his spirit. It might have been, brother. It was right next to his spirit. It was sizzling. Not quite on the grill, still in the pan. Yeah. Hey, Kevin, you got any words of wisdom, brother? I want to say thank you for 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 joining us Real today. Time, like, hey, you 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 definitely dropped a whole lot of meat for us to like chew on, and I hope that on on playback Brisket. people. <laughs> Earl. <laughs> Personal brisket, brother. An, assort, a, an assortment of meats. see how you Oh, my God. Oh, man. Glory to God, man. You know, uh, it's, it's definitely been an honor, man. I always enjoy, you know, listening to y'all, man. Every time I listen, I feel like I'm a part, you know. Um, 
the, the, the podcast is definitely relevant. And I really appreciate that, man, because, you know, uh, we can we can listen to fairy tales all day. But, you know, just to hear, you know, sound wisdom from people that look like us from our current situation, you know, and not just it's not just a black thing either. You know what I'm saying? But our current situation, we're all going through this at the same time, whether you're black, white, you know, uh, Asian, it doesn't matter. You know, we're all going through, you know, COVID, this pandemic, you know, we're all seeing the stuff going on on the on the uh, social media, you know. So we're all trying to process this, man. You know, so uh, I, I appreciate the podcast, man. You know, uh, words of wisdom, man. You know, uh, the Holy Spirit spoke through my wife beginning of this year. I was in a place where I didn't know which direction to go in ministry. You know, uh, four simple words, man. You know, start where it starts. You know, in wow. your in your in your current context, in your home, if there's nobody in your home, you know, start with your neighbor. Start where it starts, and that's how you can make a difference. Yes, sir. That's good. Yes, sir. That's good. Well, with that being said, we gotta get on about it. Yes, sir. Y'all stay safe out there. Continuing to love your neighbor. Yeah. Love God. Catch us on the flip side. Yes, yes sir. Peace. Peace.